Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Hey, hey, ho, ho, your ugly face has got to go. I wish I knew how to start these shows. Hey, hey, start the show, start the show. Actually, the way I put my little Twitch camera there, it's uh, almost like a mirror image over and over and over like a funhouse. Rick, are you saying your face is like a funhouse mirror? I don't know. I guess I just did. Anyway, uh, we're on Twitch.tv. Go to Twitch.tv and search for Sports Byline. And uh, there's an app as well. But uh, basically, this is the show, 9 to noon, weekdays out here in San Francisco on Sports Byline USA. My name is Rick Tittle. We call the show Titillating Sports. Get it, got it good. I am your eponymous man on the mic. And uh, what we do here at Sports Byline is we talk sports. And I talk about every sport. So uh, I'm not saying I'm an expert in it. I'm better well-versed in some than others. But I want to hear from you at the toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY. What is it? 1-800-WHAT-IT? Let me say it. All right, go ahead. 1-A-WHAT? Can I say it? Can I finish? Can I finish? 1-800-878-PLAY. That was Ross Perot, as done by Dana, uh, Dana Carvey back in the day. Uh, Nastya Lukin, one of the uh, greatest Olympians of all time, greatest gymnast of all time is going to join us here in about three minutes or so, five minutes. Uh, it's Tuesday, so we have our salesportalk.com segment with Karen Lyle at 940 Pacific. We'll also have director Brendan Steer for his new film called Animosity. It's all about me and my friends. No. Uh, Bruce Marshall will come back from the gold sheet to wrap up the NHL season. He's just back from Schweiz. And uh, Susan Petricelli has a new book called Raised a Warrior, former Harvard soccer star. And in between your calls, big shout out to our troops listening both home and abroad on the American Forces Radio Network. You're doing a great job keeping us safe. You stay safe. Come home soon. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, the Twitter at Rick Tittle. Come on back with Nasty Lukin. 
Building your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. So, how can I promote my new curbside pickup service? It's possible with Staples Connect. I need custom floor decals that'll get noticed, not just walked on. Also possible. Staples Connect can help your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get $10 off signs, banners, or posters when you spend $50 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. N73 valid in store and online. Visit staples.com slash signage for details. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and uh, it's been a while, but it's our pleasure to welcome back to the Sports Byline Airwaves, Nastya Lukin, one of the greatest gymnasts of all time, and of course, the 2008 all-around gymnastics gold medalist, and uh, Nastya, we have uh, two things in common. Uh, we, we're both American, and we both get migraines, <laughs> and I know 
that's uh, basically why you're here. We'll get to the Olympics in a second, but uh, how, how have you dealt with, with migraines, Nastia? Yeah, so my first, I guess, experience um, was in 2008 when I was training for the Olympics, and um, I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, you know, I, I really, to be completely honest, didn't do anything, um, which was not necessarily a good thing. Um, didn't even go to the doctor, um, but I, I had no idea how to treat it. I didn't know how to prevent it. I didn't know what was caught. Like, I, had, I, I was not educated at all um, in that sense. And so I, you know, since then I have gone to my doctor and I kind of shared my symptoms and what I thought maybe, um, you know, was were triggering um, moments or points um, when, you know, I kind of realized that it was happening or they were coming. Um, but since then, in going to the doctor, he prescribed um, Nartec ODT, which is a medication for the treatment and also the prevention of episodic migraine in adults. Um, and the most common side effects are nausea and stomach pain and indigestion. So, you know, I think for me, the thing that has been truly like almost uh, just huge for me, I think, in the sense of constantly traveling and the work that I do, whether I'm commentating, you know, I'm heading to the Olympics in a few days, um, the bright lights, cameras, all of those things. Like it's the prevention aspect um, that is just, um, yeah, it, it gives me a sense of like a little bit of a relief knowing that I can go to the Olympics and, and be in a stressful situation um, and, and know that not only, you know, can I treat it, but I can also prevent it. It's very interesting. And, you know, I, to me, when I think about today's, you know, we don't have ninjas anymore, but I think about fighter pilots trying to land on a moving aircraft carrier. And I think of gymnasts as well, the bravery that you have to have. And I know, you know, you can say it's in your blood with your dad as a champion and your mom was so great as well. But when did you first know that you had that kind of bravery to do these flips on a little teeny bar? I think, you know, it's so interesting because my dad used to always tell me this and I didn't really fully understand it until I think I started getting older. Um, but, you know, as the younger you are, you tend to be a little bit um, more fearless. And so I think when I was, you know, when I was young and when I was like first starting gymnastics and learning these skills, like I did, I had no fear. Um, and it, I think a lot of it also had to do with the fact that my dad was my coach. And so, you know, full trust, full faith in him that, A, he would never tell me, you know, to do anything that he didn't think that I, you know, was capable of doing. And, you know, if you fall, he, he's there to catch you. And so I think, um, yeah, I just, I was so fearless as, as a child. And so I think that's how... Um, I learned obviously a lot of the things that I did um, that being said, you know, there, I went through the same things that so many, you know, do in gymnastics. And as I got older, you know, the fears kind of crept in. I had mental blocks. I had all the same things. Do you sometimes think, by the way, a couple more questions here for Nasia Lukin. When I think about your career and what you've done in fashion and on television and with everything else you've done that you, you've almost lived several lives. You're, you're barely over 30 years old. You're so young. Do you sometimes feel like you've lived several lives already? I, ha I do. I very much feel that way. You know, not many, that's actually not many people or at least in an interview have ever asked me or, you know, told me that. And um, that's very much how I feel. I feel like you know, each kind of life, I guess, if you will, um, has been like these chapters in, in my book. And 
um, yeah, that, looking back to, you know, the Olympics and training for the Olympics in 2008, just, it almost feels like a different person <laughs> because uh, I feel like I have grown so much. And, and obviously, you know, with time, we all grow, but I'm at such a different place and kind of stage in my life now. And, and with, you know, the Olympics still being in gymnastics being such a huge part of my life, but um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting kind of looking back to, you know, all the different chapters and, and then even, you know, I was, I was born in Moscow and then we moved, uh, here and then, you know, I, I grew up in Dallas and then I went to school in New York. It's like every single kind of like period of my life. Um, yeah, it, it definitely feels that way for sure. <laughs> I know you got to run. So one more question for you as you get ready to, to, to commentate on the Olympics. And, and of course we had a quote-unquote gap year there as we had to wait, and that's never mentally easy for any athlete. But And, of course, no fans as well. But all eyes will be on, you know, Simone Biles. And, uh, I mean, you know what it's like to try new things, have things named after yourself. What, what should we look for uh, in these Olympics with Simone and then some of the challengers, uh, challengers from, from China and elsewhere? Yeah, so, you know, with Simone, like the thing that we all know that she, or at least, in my opinion, I think she is the greatest of all time. And the thing that I, you know, a lot of things, obviously, that really set her apart from everybody else. But the thing that I truly, truly admire is, you know, she every single day and every single competition, every single year, she is truly competing against herself. And she's trying to be better than she was yesterday. And, you know, last month, last year, last Olympics, and she could have gone into, you know, these Olympics this month. And, done the exact same things that she did at the Rio Olympics five years ago and still come out on top. And and she chose to not do that. You know, she chose to continue to try to be better than herself and challenge herself. And I, and I just like really respect that because it's, it's in a way of um, not just like, you know, trying to be better in her execution or like sticking landings. I mean, she's doing skills, as you mentioned, like that nobody in the world has ever done, let alone, ever believed that anybody could ever do it, you know? And so then not only is she doing it in practice in a training facility where, you know, mats are softer and the landings are a little bit um, easier. Uh, I mean, she's, she's performing these, uh, you know, very high pressure, high nerve um, competitions and situations. So yeah, I, I have nothing but um, so much, you know, love, respect and admiration for her. That's Nasia Lukin, uh, who is here on behalf of Biohaven Pharmaceuticals. Nasia, of course, an Olympic and American hero and champion. Nasia, thank you for coming on. We look forward to uh, hearing your perspective on the Olympics, and have a great time. Thank you so much for having me. No doubt. Nasia Lukin, everyone. And that's the thing, too, when you're in a sport where... It's funny, she's five foot three and she's considered tall. It's got to be the only sport of all time where you're considered tall if you're five three. I mean, even if you're a jockey at five three, <laughs> that was the thing like, yeah, she's kind of tall <clears throat> because, you know, Mary Lou Retton, was she like four eight? Mary Lou Retton was definitely under five feet tall. Um, but yeah, that's what I was just thinking. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She's a fat, I mean, she's beautiful. So she's like a model. She's a fashion icon. She started her own line, her foundation. You know, she after she won in Beijing, she came back in 2012. And because she retired briefly and she said, no, I got to come back for London. And she went to the trials and she kept falling down. And they're like, 
yeah, you're too old. <laughs> and it's it's crazy to think that she was whatever she was, 22, and she was basically too old. You think about it. And what's funny is that when she said when you're a kid, you're a little bit braver. And I think that also has to come with the, uh, how you say it, with the umlaut, naivete or naivety, how naive you are about, uh, you know, about uh, that type of thing. But, uh, yeah, her dad won the Olympics as the all-around men's champion. And then she won the Olympics as the all- Now, he did it for the Soviet Union um, back in uh, 1988. But um, pretty amazing story. Anyway, that's Nastya Luke and everyone. We'll take a quick break, and the lines are open on the other side. Come on back. We are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 That's 800-215-6812 Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Oh, all righty then. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. We got some open lines before we go to the uh, sailing segment, which we do usually around 940 on Tuesdays, two for two. Double shots of Van Heelen in, oh, we're doing Dr. Evil here. Doing Lorne Michaels, who I've never met. That's good. Uh, speaking of the games of the Olympiad, the United States men's basketball team, the greatest team in the world, um, coming from the country which invented the sport, the culture of the sport, everything that goes into the sport, the National Basketball Association, in our blood, and yet, and yet, (laughs) we have yet another loss when it comes to our team with our little warm-up period there in Las Vegas. This time, to the bleeding Australians, I reckon, now, they lost to, as they say in uh, Univision, Nigeria, el ganador de este partido. They lost to Nigeria on Saturday night. And you're like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't even know what's going on here. All right, all right. That was embarrassing. That was, I mean, Mike Brown's the head coach in Nigeria. Okay, that's cool, but uh, that's embarrassing. But all right. Um. Last night they played the Aussies. Generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at Black Mass. Oh, Aussies, I-E-S. And they lost by eight, 91 to 83. So in exhibition games, in the last 30 years with NBA players, the USA is 54 and 4. They were 54 and 2 three days ago. Damian Lillard, Oakland Zone, led the way for the United States with 22 points and four rebounds. Kevin Durant was 6 of 13 from the field, still chipped in with 17. But the, what you got to remember is that when you play the US in basketball, all these players, they all had posters of KD in their rooms, much less Jordan. This generation looked up to LeBron and Kobe and KD and Steph. You get a chance to play them? You know, that's like playing Brazil and soccer. It's the game of your life, even if they're just screwing around. And two of the starters on Australia, 
went to my college, St. Mary's. Matthew Delavadova, the all-time leading scorer at St. Mary's. And Patty Mills, of course, both those guys have rings, much to my chagrin, Cavs, and, of course, a couple of times with uh, Spurs. But you got Joe Ingles, who's a sharpshooter with Utah. You got Matis Tebow. You got Aaron Baines. You got Dante Exum. And Mills was huge in this game. He scored 22, which is a lot for him. And so when he was asked about it after the game, Patty Mills, why they won, quote, defense, all defense. We understand for us to be really competitive and achieve our goals, we have to hang our hat on defense, and especially against a team like the U.S. that can get out of transition, make easy layups and easy dunks. For us to take away that was pretty impressive for our second game, end quote. Patty Mills, by the way, when he was a young man on Team Australia, when he was still at St. Mary's College, and the at the Sydney Olympics, you had LeBron and Kobe, who were on Team USA, just raving about Patty Mills, how fast he was. He is fast. There's no doubt. But, I mean, if you want to just look... The, the crazy thing is, speaking of the Spurs, the, the coaches on this team, Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, I mean, there were a couple times I was watching this. Patty Mills would, you know, cut to the rim, and it kind of looked like maybe Jason Tatum was guarding him. And then a couple times Kevin Durant looked like he was ISOed, and he just ran right by him like a tree. And then they'd throw him the ball to the top of the key, and he'd throw it in. There'd be two guys in the paint, unmarked, as we say in soccer, unguarded. So, look, the USA, now you might say, look, when, when the lights turn on, when the bell rings, they're going to answer it. They're going to be fine. That's not always true. You know, Australia is a favorite for a medal. And Australia is going to get a medal. They are. And then we'll see who the third team is, Spain, whatever. But, I mean, you think about the world championships the last time USA played and, you know, coming in seventh. And Popovich said in the second half, we tired out. And when that happens, you get hit mentally a little bit too. We didn't sustain the boards the same way. The defense wasn't the same. Our pace wasn't the same. So we got some guys that have to get their legs and rhythm back. But in general, we need more conditioning, which is totally understandable. In the first half, we defended the way we wanted to defend, the way we did not defend against Nigeria. We were more physical. We sustained the defense longer. We rebounded better. We moved the ball better at the offensive end and had more pace. End quote. Well, look, it hurts me when I say that we lost to Nigeria just as an American. Because now if we lost to Nigeria in soccer, I'd be like, well, what are you going to do? They got a better team. I'd still say that's too bad. But you don't lose to Nigeria in basketball. Not, not even if you're Spain or, or Argentina. But if you go back to that World Cup, as they called it three years ago, the USA has played five games and we've lost four of them. That is unbelievable giving the talent disparity. Because you take any guy on the USA starting five and they're the best player on the other team. 
They're the best player. If you put Damian Lillard on Australia, he's the best player. KD, go down the line. They're the best players. Better than Patty Mills and Matthew Della of a freaking Dova, I'll tell you that. Joe Engels called himself the best shooter in the world a couple years ago. He's not lacking confidence. I'll tell you that now. But these guys, I mean, how is KD not exhausted? How is Damian Lillard? These guys went on long playoff runs. I think these guys are exhausted. They're not there mentally. They know it doesn't matter. They're screwing around in Las Vegas against these other guys who are playing the games of their lives. We're playing, oh my gosh, I'm playing basketball against Kevin Durant. Oh, he's not guarding me that tight? All right, I'll go right by him then. But the execution on this team, you know, it's like the old uh, John McKay line with the Bucks. How do you feel about your team's execution? I'm okay with it. Or something. I think I maybe ruined it, but I'm in favor. Oh, he said I'm in favor of it. So they're going to play one more match tonight against Argentina, who's not a slouch. If you think about, is Ginobili on that team? I bet you he is. I haven't checked, but I bet you Ginobili's on that team. And then they're going to head out to Tokyo, and the games in their preliminary group will be against France, which I don't know if Tony Parker's on that team. Maybe I would have think he is, but you think about the days of Ronnie Turioff and Mikel Petras, and they had some guys. The Czech Republic, they got to trounce them. That's a soccer country. And Iran. Now, we lost to Iran in France 98, Meta Medavikia, Ali Dali, those guys. And uh, you can't lose. That was in soccer. You can't lose to Iran in basketball. If you do, I will join the rest of the world and pointing at you and laughing heartily. And it'll hurt, but I will laugh. But the USA has won the last three Olympics. And the last time we failed to get gold was in 2004 when we got the bronze. That was in Athens. I remember Argentina won gold and Italy won silver. Uh, it's just such an ouchie. And I remember everybody was on Allen Iverson's back, but Kobe and LeBron, those guys didn't go. And, you know, it's one thing to, you, you shouldn't point at the guys and laugh who actually did show up. Jason Richardson showed up for that. So uh, is it something to panic about? No, but as I said, the more you lose, the more you get, I don't know if acclimated is the right word, but it comes less of a shocker. And you don't want to run such a tight ship where you, losing is never allowed. I mean, that's something, and say what you want about the success of Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh played every piece preseason game to win because he thought if we ever lost ever, that's a stain and it's going to hurt us. If you go back, and you won't believe this if you're under 30 or 20, you had Joe Montana playing in the fourth quarter of preseason games because he didn't want to lose, did Bill Walsh. By the way, Dominic Cech, no Manu Ginobili on the Argentine team. I guess Farhan's in charge. No team mascots. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll talk a little sailing on the other side. Come on back. Come when I can't 
This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk, sharing a bit of the conversation between Los Angeles Yacht Club members and Sir Robin Knox Johnson, founder of the Round the World Clipper Race, a chat we had that was presented by the flag officers and directors of LAYC on Zoom with me as host. Eric Harris made a comment that it was absolutely remarkable for Jean LeCam to recover Kevin. I thought he did brilliantly. Jean LeCam, uh, mm-hmm. I thought he did brilliantly. Um, it was, he just... It was going up on deck to say, I think maybe I'll go to see if I can see a light in his life raft. You know, he didn't have to go on deck, but he did. And the next thing you know, he's found him and he's got him on board. I thought it was brilliant. And I suspect there's going to be a great deal of recognition of his feet. And he thoroughly deserves it. Alistair Smith asked Sir Robin where his favourite area in the world was for cruising. And Sir Robin replied, Well, I tend to wander off to Greenland. Um, East Coast. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And there aren't many people there, so you meet the odd Inuit, but not much. There's only 3,000 people live on that old huge coast. Um, one of my favourites would be the west coast of Scotland. I've never been to Croatia. Um, I've never, actually, I've only been to the Baltic with a tall ships race. So I've spent all my life rushing around the world and never stopping to take a look. So I've got some saving to do because I need to go and explore some of these places properly instead of rushing past them. Mark DeLiva told Robin that he is going to be on the Round the World Clipper race on the 2022 and 2023 race, doing legs one, two, and three, and that he has been hooked on this race much to the angst of his wife. Mark, I look forward to meeting you, but just explain to her what you learned in the training, just to put her mind at ease. Jim Call mentioned that he is delighted to hear that he is the oldest soul to have done this race. It was an experience of a lifetime, and he is still active sailing at the age of 81. Well, you're the same age as me. You see, the thing was, Jim, I can hardly turn you down, could I? Because I was the same age. So I had to let you come on the race. (laughs) Anyway, just keep sailing. I still am, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Well done. It's always a delight to have a conversation with Sir Robin Knox Johnson. We've had many conversations with him here on Salesport Talk. Go to salesporttalk.com and search for Sir Robin Knox Johnson for these conversations. You will be delighted to hear what he has to say. With his vast experience sailing around the world many times and as a founder of the Around the World Clipper Race, he has actually been a part of sailing life for all of most of our lifetimes, and we are so happy to be able to have him as a friend here on Salesport Talk. There he is, the dulcet tones of Mr. Christopher Cross, five Grammy Awards back in the day. But we're here to talk about that topic of the song, Sailing. We do it on Tuesdays with our co-host, Karen Lyle from SailSportTalk.com. Karen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Well, Excellent to hear from you. Yes, I know you're getting ready to go to the British Virgin Islands 
to go on a bear boat cruise. And, of course, bear boat cruises is when you cruise naked, right? <laughs> well, I never tell that. <laughs> no, what, tell, no I, I, I kid, I kid. What is bear boating? Well, I remember when I first saw the term, I was going, you know, what does this mean, that there's, like, nothing on the boat? Or what, what does it mean? It means that you have no hired skipper. So the skipper is you. Or, you know, so basically you get to have, it's like, it's like renting a car. You get to go um, charter a boat, and that boat is yours, and you get to use it for 10 days, and you cruise around from island to island and live on the boat while you're, while you're cruising. So when you say no crew, is it, are you solo or are you going with friends? Well, I mean, someone can do it however they wish. I usually go with a group of friends, and actually, um, the, the the captain of my boat is um, is my honorary brother Michael Arntz, and he basically plans the trips, and I'm the first mate, and then we usually invite friends, and we all share the costs so that we can make it feasible for us. I thought I was your honorary brother. Well, you might be getting there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we've had the ceremony yet. (laughs) All right, so this is going to be a 40-foot monohull. This sounds like a a pretty big big girl you got out there. Well, it has three cabins, and, um, and, and, you know, it's it's a decent size for, for two of us who are, you know, basically sailing it together. We have today, this time we only have one guest, one of my... One of my um, good good friends is coming along with us, and we're going to the USVI this time. We've gone to the BVI for seven years consecutively, and the USVI is something we haven't explored by sailboat, so we're going to do that this time. What about, uh, I mean, how do you go about provisions and stocking up? Well, it depends upon your style, and I'm going to kind of speak a little bit towards what the possibilities are, not just what, what we do, because we... You know, we, we've done different things over the years. Um, we like to provision our own boat. So when we get there, we usually go shopping at the grocery store and we, you know, stock up on whatever we have. And sometimes past we've had a, co- a chef and, um, and the chef is the one who cooks all the meals and handles the galley. And sometimes we just split between us. But, um, you can also, with a charter company, you can also ask them to provision your boat, and you can also ask them to provide a chef, and um, and and the chef provisions the boat. So, and you know, we're going to go to shore and have have um, dinner in, in different restaurants on different islands because some of the islands are inhabited, some of them are are national parks and don't have restaurants. But we like to check out the local fare as well. How does that deal with? You know, I, I think it's fascinating, the freedom to go from island to island, but uh, a lot of them don't have a port or a anchorage, whatever. So how do you sound out the depth? How do you know uh, where to, you know, uh, drop anchor? And then the other thing is, how do you know if you're even allowed to go there? Well, that's part of the skill of bareboat charter, and we really rely a lot upon the charter company that we're working with because they... Um, what there are, there are designated areas for um, that you can go, and, and every every um, captain and person who's experienced in this will, is going to consult a chart, and uh, that chart might be on paper. Usually, these days we're using a digital chart, and it basically it's a it's a map of of the water, and it shows where the marked 
reefs are, the, the rocks, the, the coral areas. And, um, you know, it, it marks where you can anchor. And, and then there are, in a lot of uh, these places, there are mooring balls, which are basically an anchored um, steel ball that has a ring on it that sits uh, above the water, you know, floats on the top of the water and it's anchored down below. And you, you catch that mooring ball with a, with a hook and then um, put put a, put a uh, a rope through that that attaches the boat to the mooring ball, and so they'll usually charge uh, thirty or forty dollars for for mooring for a night. And and oftentimes in the more populated areas, there's maybe you know there might be forty mooring balls or more, and the boats you know just basically take them and line up. And then other areas we go, there's no other boats there but us, and we're we're relying on the charts and also local knowledge of the yacht, yacht company about where where it's safe to anchor without damaging the coral or or any of the any of the important features of the islands. A couple more questions for Karen Lyle from SailsportTalk.com. She's getting ready to go to what Columbus called Santo Ursula y las Once Mil Virgenes, Saint Ursula and the Eleven Thousand Virgins. Now it's just the Virgin <laughs> Islands. What is it about the British Virgin Islands that, uh, you know, instead of because we have the American ones, we have the Danish West Indies, we have a lot of different things going on there. But do you go down to uh, Tortola or Road Town? Where do you start off? We usually start in Tortola. And um, when we're going to the BVI, which we've, we've done for, for many years because it's just such a beautiful sailing area, they have something called the, the Sir Francis Drake Channel that goes um, between um, many of the major islands. It just, I mean, it's, it's, all the islands are kind of lined up on either side of this channel. And um, on, on the outside of the islands, on that area, it's, it's more the open ocean. But in that middle area, it's just so beautiful for sailing. I mean, the, the wind is usually somewhere between 10 to 15 knots, which is a, a perfect, you know, sailing uh, weather. And and you usually have trade winds coming there consistently. So when you're uh, anchored, you get a nice breeze that comes through the boat, which is, I think, a lot more comfortable than an air conditioner, you know, run by a generator. You, you know, just have a nice warm breeze. Um, but, but anyway, the there's there's um, there's Anagata, which is a little bit off uh, off a little bit further sail. That is an island you can't see from from afar because it's just coral, and the coral is built up, you know, enough to have an island on it. But it's very flat, and um, it's very you have to have some skill to get in there because um, that's something where a chart really doesn't designate all the coral because the coral's changing and there's rocks and things like that, and you have to. You have to look. I mean, you can see down about 60 feet. It's clear water. It's it's not like the bay here. And you have to watch to make sure that when you're going through um, into the island that you're not going to, to ground yourself on coral or damage the, the beautiful coral and, and life there. How much are you cautious of the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> well, I don't know. Everyone, I have Ever wanted to talk to? Never came back. So, <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's you know I've never been able to get an interview of someone who who, who got caught in the Bermuda time. Have you have you ever interviewed someone from there? Uh, I don't think I have actually. If you think about it, no, it's also, a mystery. It really is. <laughs> well, that's what they call it—the Devil's Triangle, too. Um, <laughs> let's get back into. Um, 
the, you said you don't take a skipper. So how do you guys, do you draw lots? Do you take turns? Or are you saying I'm the skipper of this bear boat? I would say that I prefer being a first mate to being the skipper. And so my, uh, Michael, Michael Lawrence is the skipper and he's a coast guard skipper. And he's also a, a certified U S sailing instructor. So, um, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. He's done it. He's done a lot of times and, and it's something I can just relax and enjoy because, um, as we make those decisions every day about which way the wind blows and where we're, well, we don't decide where the wind blows, but we decide where we're going to go with the wind blowing. Well, I know like, you know, we have, of course, driver's licenses, different classes, motorcycle, regular cars, semi, that type of thing. So I know that, as you called it, I think the certificate of competence to get on a boat and like, you know, for me, if I go to San Pablo Dam, I can just rent a boat. It's no big deal. But when you have a 40 footer, what kind of uh, what kind of documentation do you have to have for that? Well, it depends upon the charter company, but basically those boats are expensive. I mean, they're you know probably five hundred thousand to a million dollars or more per boat it's because they're usually relatively new boats, and so they're they're purchased new and put into the fleet. And so um, you you have to. They're entrusting you with something that, that is, is very needs to be taken care of. So usually the charter company is looking for previous um, charter experience. They're looking for um, certification of competency, which might take the form of, for example, with Michael, he's a U.S. Coast Guard certified uh, captain, um, but he also has you know has his teaching credentials and has taught a class for U.S. sailing called Bear Boat cruising and that that uh coursework basically prepares um someone to be able to charter a boat so if someone were not a professional um teacher or captain like michael was and they wanted to be able to go in bear boat charter they could enroll in a u.s sailing professional school go through basic keelboat, basic cruising courses which is about 72 hours of coursework plus plus lots of time on the water and then they could take the bear boat cruising class after that, which teaches them how to manage a boat, because it's just you've got all these systems you have to run, and you know make sure the the battery stays charged, you know and how how to do the water and the and the showers, you know because it's, it's a mini um, mini house on the water as well as being a sailboat. It has a lot of systems. And that's my last question for you. You're going to live on the boat, right? Yes. We're definitely going to live on the boat and cook on the boat. And, um, and, I, and I might mention that, you know, we're doing a monohull this year, but, you know, we also rent catamarans. Sometimes we'll go for a 50-foot or 55-foot catamaran and, and hire a chef and do that lifestyle. And, and oftentimes I mean, there's probably far more catamarans in, in the Virgin Islands than there are monohulls. Um, that that's, tends to be a preferred lifestyle for a lot of people. And it's a lot of fun to be on a catamaran, too. They're just really they're different sailing experiences. The catamaran, you have to do more motoring because when you're going upwind, the, the, boy, the boat doesn't point so high. That means it doesn't sail close to the wind. So you have to, if you're going up a channel and you, and you were supposed to tack all the way up the channel, you'd actually just end up staying in the same place in the channel if you were sailing on a catamaran because, you know, <laughs> maybe you can't get the sail. It's because of the, the way it's so you motor up, motor up instead of sail. But they're both actually really fun experiences. I, I, th- I, I like both monohulls and, and catamaran sailing. I think they're both great. 
Well, we'll live vicariously through you while we're in our cubicles filling out our TPS reports. That is Karen Lyle. She's heading. Are, you, are we going to do a show next week, or are you going to be out on the, uh, the open? Well, you know, I'm going to have Patty Mangan come in, and she's going to co-host with you. But I will, I, if I see something really great and or, or, or something, I might come in an earlier segment and come and talk to you from the from the USBI for my sailboat. So we'll see. We'll see what I see out there. If it's worth talking about, then I'm. I'm going to be talking to you, and if not, I'll talk to you when I get back. Have a, have a great trip. Sounds amazing. Okay, thanks. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Pilot. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years... People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 
That's 855-325-1780. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. (laughs) We all have our idiosyncrasies. I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Jeez Louise. By the way, speaking of uh, taking boats to rando islos, random islands, years ago I ordered a couple of books and the box came and there was a third book in there. I put in by mistake, I guess, but it was about sailing around to different islands and I actually read it. (laughs) But it was this couple... And they went to these, they tried to find deserted islands and they were on this deserted island. All of a sudden this like hippie couple came over and they said, our boat's on the other side of the island. We saw you coming in. We baked you a cake in our boat oven. And then all the horribleness ensued. The Billy Zane, dead, calm, creepy. I was just thinking that's completely lawless. You couldn't call a cop, an ambulance. You couldn't write a letter to your senator. Well, you could, but it wouldn't do anything. And I was just thinking, if you're going bare bones, bare backing, raw dog sailing, I think that's what it was called. I think it was called bare back, raw dog sailing. If you're going to do that, you know, I'm for gun control, but that's the place where you're probably going to want a gun. You land on an island and there's creepy people. We baked you a cake. What do you say? They actually accepted it because they want to say, uh-huh, we're good. But yeah, it got really, really crazy after that. What was the name of the book? I have no freaking idea. Even though I read the whole thing. It's not often that I'll read a book. I just thought, what's this? And I started reading it and I was like, damn, damn. And then I kept reading it. And I didn't even order it. What do you think of that? All right, we got another two hours together. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Bylaw. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Inflation continues to haunt the American economy. The consumer price index for used cars, trucks, and food continue to skyrocket. Gasoline is up another 2.5% over the last 30 days. Money mind Steve Forbes on Fox Business says financial disaster is looming. The Fed, I think, is realizing bad things are coming and they're trying to find desperate ways to stem the leaks in the dam. But with all those spending bills coming through, 
what they go through, watch out. The dam will break. The chain consumer price index for all urban consumers increased 5.3% over the last year. Texas Governor Greg Abbott criticized state Democrats who ran away Monday in an effort to block the GOP's election integrity bill. Abbott says the missing lawmakers could be arrested upon their return to the state. He said members of the Texas House of Representatives who are still in state can't call for the arrests of their colleagues who do not show up to vote. USA Radio News. Ashley Katana is the public policy manager at Facebook, and she is here with us to share some information on the COVID-19 vaccine. Ashley, can you share with us this unique program that started in California? In April, we launched a program to support pop-up vaccine clinics in low-income and underserved communities around California. Today, we're sharing that we've expanded that program to Austin, Boston, Chicago, New York, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. It's really important for us to support the communities near our offices, and this is one way we can do that. As of right now, where does this endeavor originate from? Near our headquarters in Menlo Park, we're also teaming with local nonprofits to operate a mobile vaccination truck. Each Friday and Sunday, the truck will park at nearby schools and community spaces. Ashley, thank you so much for all this great information and this great service you're providing. Could you please tell us where we can go for more information? Check out www.about.sc.com slash news for all the details. College sports is a multi-billion dollar industry, so why not pay the athletes that earn the institutions big money? Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau explains. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf signs legislation to allow college athletes in his state to begin earning money based on their name, image, and likeness which is commonly referred to as NIL. The Democrat governor telling reporters this was the right thing to do. We appreciate the fact that Pennsylvania has enacted a law that gives student athletes the ability to earn compensation based on their NIL. This will be beneficial to student athletes as well as the institutions that they attend. Under Pennsylvania's law, schools and athletic leagues cannot sanction college athletes for being paid royalties for sales of team jerseys, college team video games, or college team trading cards. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thank you for listening. We are USA Radio News. Look, bud, I said your money or your life. I'm thinking it over. <laughs> the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> yeah. The new Edgar Bergenauer with Charlie McCarthy. Now, if you help me, I'll mow you down. Three hours a day, seven days a week of the greatest radio shows of all time. Classic radio theater, available on many of these radio stations or available on demand anytime at any podcast app by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. President Biden is starting to recognize the spike in violent crime across America. We know there are some things that work, and uh, the first of those that works is stemming the flow of firearms used to commit violent crimes. Our strategy provides uh, including funding for law enforcement through the American Rescue Plan for states, cities, and to be able to hire police and pay them overtime in order to advance community policing. Congressman James Comer, the Kentucky Republican, tells Fox News the proposals by the president is not going to be enough to win against violent crime. No, this has been an issue that's uh, plagued all of the Democrat Party over the last 12 months. This is an issue that uh, I think Americans are outraged by. Crime is on the rise. Uh, the Democrats have had the absolute wrong uh, position with respect to law enforcement. 
And we're seeing the consequences of that in the areas where they have called for defunding the police. These are the areas where we've seen a massive increase in crime. So now Joe Biden's finally uh, getting the memo. He's trying to lead his party, but uh, his party's in every direction on this issue. I hope that our country can realize that we have to have law enforcement to combat crime. We need to respect law enforcement. And obviously, we need to fund our law enforcement. The Stanley Cup will unfortunately be leaving Tampa Bay for a few days. In a bit of humor, the Stanley Cup will be traveling to Montreal for repairs. There's no word on how the cup became damaged. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Tomorrow, um, I'll have uh, Adam Carolla back on the show again. And I'm sure someone will say, how dare you? He's like Mulder, whatever. Just unfollow me and don't listen then, or don't listen to that show. You, you don't have to love everything I do. I'm certainly not going to talk to Adam Carolla about politics, but... When he was on with that book, In 50 Years, We'll All Be Chicks, we have a lot in common. I think we are born the same year. We were both, grew up playing football in the early 80s. Um, and then the thing that really killed me was his two favorite movies, or my two favorite movies, Love and Death by Woody Allen and Saving Private Ryan. If you threw in Holy Grail, that's my trifecta right there. So uh, we have a lot in common. We believe in the big lie. Stop the steal. Build a wall. No, not that. <laughs> Saw this great picture 13 years ago. David Beckham at a uh, soccer camp. And he has his arm around two 11-year-olds. And the two 11-year-olds are Harry Kane and his future wife, Kate. By the way, Kate Kane is a great name. But, uh, you know, you look at that picture. He would go on to be England captain, just like Bex. He would actually go farther than Bex ever did with England. And the girl, Kate, would end up being his wife. 
that's pretty cool. And then I think about it, because someone showed it to me, they go, oh my gosh, they look the same. And I go, that's really not that long ago, 13 years. But yeah, it is a pretty amazing, pretty amazing picture. Uh, anyway, why don't you tweet it? Nah, no one's looking. Uh, this hour, we have um, Brendan Steer. We have Bruce Marshall. Next hour, we'll have a little Shark Week. And uh, Susan Petricelli, she'll talk about her new book. And we'll get into all that fantastic kind of stuff. 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout out to our troops listening on American Forces Radio Network. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. Come on back. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now. And get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. The double play! It's baseball season and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. 
I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Check me out. Come on back. Um, you know what I think is interesting when I was watching um, some of the Major League Baseball draft as uh, we're going to conclude with rounds 21 through 40 today, is that you had, I mean, basically every guy, I'm just looking down the list, right? You know, you think about you're an eighth-round pick. There's been hundreds of guys, literally hundreds of guys that have gone before you. But you look, it's just, it's such a huge country and such a huge sport with so many players, so many different leagues and colleges and whatever, that every guy, if you're a player, it'll say, you know, um, like the, the A's took this guy in the eighth round out of Arizona State, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, hit three fifty at Arizona State. He's an eighth-round pick. <laughs> I mean, that's good to be in the top ten. But you think if you're the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year and you hit like 350 and seven teams pass on you, or I should say, I got that wrong, 29, 30 teams pass on you seven times. They're like, nah. And then you're a pitcher. You know, you were um, Conference USA Pitcher of the Year. Had an ERA of 1.3. It's just... You know, you you won eight games, lost two, held opponents batting average to 215, and you're a 19th round pick. Bah. Why? It's not because you stink. There's just too many guys out there that have the same kind of numbers. There are just too many. And you'll look at that, let's say, this Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, this shortstop from Arizona State, he'd taken the eighth round that the A's did. You look at him, and you'll say, he's not going to hit any home runs for us. He hit two for the Sun Devils. What the hell use do we have with this guy? And that's basically what it is. That's what it is. He, if Maybe he can learn to hit for power. Otherwise, I don't really have much use for a shortstop that can't hit home runs. And you go, you don't? And it's like, kind of, no. It's like, wow. Well, what if he hits 350? All right, well, if he hits 350 all the way through the minors, if he's going to win a batting title, I can live without the home runs. Okay, you know what? Let's take him. Let's take him after all. And that's, that's basically, in a nutshell, in a very prosaic way of wondering why these guys drop. They look at all the tools, you know, and that, that was one thing that they liked about Nick Allen. It was that he was the best defensive shortstop high schooler in the whole draft when the A's drafted him. What, like, seems like five years ago now. He had a scholarship to UCLA, and uh, they said maybe he'll learn how to hit because they knew that kid was never going to hit home runs. And it's like if you can bat 320, you can be our everyday shortstop. We'll let everybody else knock you in. Just you can lead off for us. 
and don't worry about a home run. And, and by the way, by the time you get up, you'll chip in with four, five, six home runs during the year. Don't worry, you'll run into a couple of them. It's all about projecting the development, and you do it differently, obviously, for a 17-year-old than you're going to do it for a 21-year-old. The 21-year-old better come to the minor leagues just blasting out of the gates. I'm not saying you're one and done or two and done, but if you're not making an impact at 21, then you better do it at 22 because at 23, that's your last chance saloon. And they're like, we're going to send you back to high A one more time and by the all-star break, if you're not raking, then that's it. And then they take the guys who were fantastic in college and they throw him in the Arizona Fall League. That's what happened with our buddy John Baker. He led the Pac-10 in hitting, and so they put him down in the Arizona Fall League. And think about it, John Baker was a third-round pick. He was the Pac-10 batting champ at Cal. Third round. And I, I mean, I guess that's more understandable. But you think about these high school pitchers and you go, do you really want to take a kid out of high school um, how about Josh Beckett taken out of high school? How about Scott Kazmir taken out of high school? I mean, I can go down the list forever. Yeah, you want to do that. And when I was growing up, if you went to college, that was really going to stunt your development because you were going to get coached by Rick Tittle. You weren't going to get, you know, at, at Arizona or Cal or Stanford. You, you weren't going to get real coaching. You know, tell Bob Milano and Mark Marquez, those, you know, that type of thing. But that was the whole thing. Let's start your pro development right now. And you go, okay, let's do that. Well, now college is a little bit better. And, you know, I always, I admire the guys who are going to be first-round picks and they have their heart set on college and they're not going to change their plans. I mentioned Sonny Gray who told me that. He goes, I wrote a letter to everybody saying, if you draft me, you're just wasting your time and you're going to have to wait to get that pick back next year. I'm going to Vanderbilt. I'm going there. Nothing's going to change my mind. But there are stories like Todd Van Poppel, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the best pitcher in Texas high school history at the time. He said, I want to go to UT and be a Longhorn like my idol, Roger Clemens. He said, I want to pitch in the Olympics. And Arizona, Arizona, Atlanta had the number one overall pick. And they took Larry Jones Jr., who tore his ACL as a high school senior. They weren't even going to get to put him in the minors for a year. I think it worked out for Chipper Jones. But the interesting thing is, not just the peaks and valleys of a career and who's good too early and who's not. And I went to Todd Van Poppel's Major League debut, by the way, against the, at the, against the White Sox at the Coliseum one weekday. And uh, against Fisk and Ozzie Guillen, as he used to be known, as they say it, South American style. And then he started saying it, Guillen. But Ozzie Guillen and Harold Baines and those sh- South uh, Side schmucks. Uh, Todd Van Poppel... <clears throat> Did pitch in the bigs, mostly as a reliever, Pittsburgh and other teams. But the thing about him saying, I'll never go to Atlanta, that sad sack organization, first of all, they went on a run of like 14 straight division titles and a few World Series losses and throw in a World Series victory over the Indians. But also, you got to think about the fact that wouldn't you want to go to a crappy organization? Because isn't that going to make your development go so much faster don't you have a better chance I always thought the Oakland A's would be the ultimate team to get drafted to first of all you'll come to California and you get to live in the Bay Area but the other thing is 
you'll play much earlier than other teams, and then they're going to get rid of you. You don't even have to get stuck here. So maybe you go on a little playoff run. It's just a, it's a launching pad for your career. You know, it's a step zone. They're never going to hold on to you. So you're going to get fast-tracked in a good area of the country, and then you can go to your quote-unquote real team. That's the, <laughs> and so that's the type of team that I would want to get drafted by. Now, of course, if you get drafted by the Yankees, your eyes fill with stars in your mind. And, and by the way, the other day, and no one corrected him, I was listening to KCBS here locally, and they had Phil Mateer from the Chronicle and the former mayor, Willie Brown. And they said, Mayor Brown, what do you think about the Giants' new uniforms? He goes, I think they're a disaster. And everyone laughed. He goes, come on. If you think about the tradition of the Giants, the pinstripes, Willie Mays wore the pinstripes. They need to wear the pinstripes. And everyone was quiet. No one wanted to say, uh, Willie Mays never wore the pinstripes. And you're thinking of the New York Yankees, not the New York Giants. No one wanted to correct him. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come on back. I'm Bylan. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so... 
Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one? Tittle always goes commando. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back. Do they know I have on camo sweats? Maybe that's what that's all about. Uh, Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome a film director, Brendan Steer. He's here to talk about his film, Animosity. It's going to be releasing on demand on uh, July 20th. Brendan, welcome to the uh, the show, and uh, tell us about this uh, a plot. It's a couple in the woods, and they start turning on each other. Is that right? Uh, that is right. Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me. I yeah the <laughs> the most obnoxious thing about this movie is that it's hard to pitch because it yeah the most basic pitch is there's a couple in the woods, they turn on each other. Um, but trust me, it's good <laughs> because <laughs> there is something I just finished rewatching it, um, in preparation for this interview. And it's one of those movies where, uh, the first 30 minutes is all mystery and then something happens and it gets real bleak and, uh, scary. But, you know, of course, if I tell you what that something is, it's, uh, kind of thrown away the first 30 minutes of the movie, unfortunately. So... That is the pitch. Couple in the woods. Bad things happen. Creepy things. Maybe supernatural things. Who knows? Right. It's like, you know, I think about the, you know, the cabin and evil dead. And then I think about the couple mm-hmm. bickering and somebody will say animosity. I can get that when I go home from work every night. So what <laughs> what, what was the, the, the thing where you thought this is going to make a, a great movie? What was sort of the, the key for you? Um... Uh, interesting question. Um, part of it is that I just wanted to see if I could do it. Um, I, I wanted to see if I could make sort of uh, a serious horror film. Most of the stuff I had done uh, before this was quite silly. I mean, my, uh, I, my other film that came out a year or so ago is The Velocipastor, which is a comedy about a priest who turns into a dinosaur. So it's sort of like, you know, that's my wheelhouse <laughs> and sort of, but I 
have always really loved really serious, bleak European horror films. <laughs> and this was sort of my, my ode to that, I suppose. I wanted to see if I could do that in, in the American woods, something akin to Last House on the Left or Hills Have Eyes or, or in that neighborhood. So sort of um, like Igmar Bergman meets Wes Craven. Exactly, yes. <laughs> well, and part of the inspiration of it was, uh, you know, Last House on the Left is a remake of a Bergman film. It's a remake of a film called The Virgin Spring, hmm. which is sort of like an art house European feel-bad movie. <laughs> and this was my sort of unauthorized remake of a European art house feel-bad movie called uh, Solaris. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, and if you squint, it's sort of like a messed up adaptation of Solaris. So <laughs> I think that that was the impetus behind it, was to sort of take a story that was not treated as horror by its initial author and to be like, yeah, but this is scary. <laughs> like, this, this is like really disturbing. Um, and I really wanted to tap into that somehow. A couple more questions for Brendan Steer, the new film Animosity On Demand on uh, the 20th here in a week. Um, the Pastor. this was kind of like a fun little thing you did in school and it went viral and then it came and turned into a feature, is that right? That's correct, yes. What was the uh, arc on that? Um, so the original Pastor trailer I actually made before Animosity. I made it my sophomore year of film school. Animosity is, believe it or not, my thesis film from film school. Hmm. <laughs> I was the only student that year that went for a feature because I have hubris, and uh, <laughs> it worked. We sold it, um, and it launched my career. So the, the feature of Velocipaster in my personal chronology actually comes after Animosity. We sort of, I did the fake Velocipaster trailer. Yeah, it, got, uh, it went a little viral. I did animosity, and then the next I, I couldn't stop thinking about the Velocipaster. <laughs> like I, I had sort of assumed and, and teed myself up to keep making these kind of grim horror movies, um, and then I just I don't know. I, I think I needed a break from the bleakness, so I made that instead for number two. And yet you're working on Velocipaster too, as we speak. Yeah, sure am. <laughs> um, well, and it's so funny because, like, in a perfect world, I'd love to bop back and forth. I'd love to do, like, a fun one, a, a grim one, a fun one. This one's bleak. But uh, especially after the worldwide bleakness of COVID, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, you know, maybe I do two fun ones in a row and then I can go back <laughs> and make um, one that's a little more grim again. So let's talk about your uh, couple, your protagonists here, Tracy and uh, Marcin. Why were they the right ones? Tracy, I actually wrote the role for. Um, I met her in film school. We had a, um, a directing class where the teacher would bring in actors um, from around New York City. And Tracy, the moment I met her, I just knew that this was an actress of a higher caliber than a lot of her peers. I, I just knew immediately that she was should be out there winning Oscars kind of thing. Um, and so I wrote Carrie for her specifically. Quite frankly, I knew she could handle it. I, I knew that she could go those dark places, and I knew that she could 
make the character compelling and also empathetic. Um, there's something really interesting about watching Tracy suffer. I don't know what it is. <laughs> She's like the sweetest woman in, in the world. I love her to death. Um, but she makes suffering very compelling when she plays it. So immediately I was like, this is, that, that's, that's my lead. Marcy and I found through casting. Um, we did a couple of rounds of casting and he just, he stood out because there's something sort of, Mike, especially in the first 30 minutes, is kind of like a boyfriend. Like, he's not a great husband to her. And Marcine is able to sort of make that somehow palatable, where you don't just completely hate him because he sort of knows not what he does. Like, there's something interesting in, in his energy, I think, in that. And I don't know, the more I just saw them next to each other, the more I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. They're, they're my guys. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the poster on this movie and uh, I, I look at Tracy, I'm already scared. So, I mean, <laughs> mission accomplished. Um, last question for you. When you are, I always wondered this, when you're doing a student film and you're working with your, you know, your peers more or less, yeah. how, I mean, how uh, Martinet can you get and how much pushback do you get when the actors are just like, well, you're just a schmuck, you're not a real director, or does everybody have to sort of buy into the hierarchy to make it work? You have to buy into the hierarchy. And also, quite frankly, you if you're working at this low of a budget with student peers, you know, very few of whom you're paying, if I'm being honest, um, you have to make <laughs> team morale um, a something that you really take care of. You have to make sure that people feel like they're valued, feel like their work is good, feel like they're working on something worthy because, you know, otherwise, if you're just kind of like sitting around screwing about when you summoned all these people here to work on a project, then, yeah, of course, they're going to get resentful. If they're just sitting around, they, they don't come on. Everybody wants to feel like their work actually matters. So I my solution over time was to, quite frankly, um, keep the crew small so that everybody was always working. Um, and didn't have a lot of like, you know, time to sit around and feel like, what the hell am I doing here in the middle of the woods? And also to respect what they were saying. Like there were moments, yes, where the actors or somebody would be like, Hey, I am uncomfortable doing this. I don't, I don't know about this. And you know, you talk about it. You You don't just sort of be like, well, I'm the director and you gotta, um, you know, you explain your reasonings for wanting it, and you try and meet a, meet a consensus. Um, and yeah, that that is what I did largely. Uh, it's funny because it's a it's a very dark film, but I think everybody on the set had a lot of fun, like because I sort of made crew morale one of my priorities because I knew it was going to be so run and gun. There he is, Brendan Steer, director of Animosity On Demand on the 20th from Wild Eye Releasing. Brendan, congratulations on the film. Thanks for coming by the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's got to be weird when um, you there's a picture I saw on Brendan holding up his Blu-ray of Velocipaster. And, you know, it's like half Velociraptor and then it's got this priest and the Velocipaster, the T, is a shining crucifix. That's got to be weird to say, hey, what if I make a funny movie like this, just a trailer for film school, and then you're holding up the Blu-ray? <laughs> even 
even if it's not going to win awards or like make you money, uh, it's got to be rewarding one way or the other. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to check in with our buddy uh, Bruce Marshall, who's been in the Confederation of Helvetia for a while. Anybody know what the Confederation of Helvetia is? It's Switzerland, everybody. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. A clean fuel system means better gas mileage for your car. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8. Plus, earn double O rewards points. For a clean, lubricated, more fuel-efficient system, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. As Gotch brings it in, Sharks get it out. Here's a breakaway. Patrick Marleau 
about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Uh, And it's great to catch up with our friend uh, Bruce Marshall, who was in the Confederation of Helvetia. He was in Schweiz, Swiss, Switzerland um, the last uh, few weeks. Uh, But he is, of course, the owner and operator of the Gold Sheet in Las Vegas, goldsheet.com for all your uh, betting uh, breakdowns and prognostication needs. And we always talk a little bit about hockey. So we're bringing on Bruce right now to put a bow on this season. And uh, Bruce, I never like it when sports hosts like poo-poo things. But, I mean, in a way, it was a pretty uneventful finals. And the holders win yet again. So I'm not going to say it was a snoozer. But I don't know. Were there any lightning bolts, so to speak, for you and the uh, lightning winning yet again? Not really, except it, it did get a little bit exciting at the end there. And I think it, it actually, I, I and even you know people in, in, in Tampa and St. Pete were sort of glad it went to five because they got to close it out at home. Mm-hmm. Montreal got to have a win at home, uh, so it got, gave their fans something there. And it sort of kind of rewarded the Canadians for what I thought was the highlight of the playoffs was their run, and uh, especially the series against uh, the Golden Knights. Uh, it did feel a little bit anticlimactic from the Tampa Bay point of view because they did have some tough series along the way. That Florida series to start things off was a real uh, slobber knocker. And then going seven against the Islanders and another one nothing game seven win. I mean, that was that, uh, you know, they, they were pushed to the limit there. So it did feel a little bit anticlimactic. But I think we had enough to get us excited about in the playoffs to make it a satisfying Stanley Cup uh, run here in the very a different sort of year of 2021. Yeah, overall, there was a lot of excitement, and it was great to get a Canadian team back in there since forever. And, uh, of course, it was, you know, Les Habitants, the Yankees of hockey, and I think a lot of their fans still sort of feel like that they uh, are, are one of the best, even though I haven't done anything lately. But I think um, one of the, the best parts was after Game 5 when Nikita Kucherov went off on the fact that uh, Vasilevsky got snubbed for the Vezina by Fleury and the year before that by Hellebuck. And, uh, you know, and then they went out and they, we saw they damaged the cup. They bent the hell out of it. But I, I guess that kind of stuff's bound to happen when you let people run around with it, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think they – I know. I, I keep forgetting the guy's name. The curator of the cup was always with it. His name is just escaping at the moment. But he must cringe every time, you know, they, they have, he has to go everywhere with a cup, and not only when the, the, the team gets it, but then each guy gets it to go around the world wherever they want to take it, which they're going to redo again this year. They couldn't do it last year. For that, I kind of feel good for Tampa Bay, because last year they couldn't do that. Uh, the, the bubble, they didn't, it was, what, September 28th, 29th, they finally won the cup. They didn't have a chance to take it around, so they'll have fun with it. But yeah, that always, I, I always kind of hold my breath. The Stanley Cup seems in more danger than other trophies, 
Uh, I don't think the Tampa Bay Bucks get to take the Vince Lombardi Trophy everywhere they go, and every <laughs> player gets a day with it in the offseason. The Stanley Cup, I always kind of hold my breath, but it uh, survives intact. Do they still, I know they've gone inside and they've gone to like 8 Point Helvetica, but does everybody still get their name on it? They say that, and I don't know how they can do it. I'm trying to figure it out. There's not enough room on the outside of that thing. So unless they're doing it on the inside or they're hanging some other attachments to it, it can't be that big. I mean, you're talking, you know, I mean, you know, hundred years almost now where you've got, you know, champions in there. You can't put every guy's name, but they say it is. I'd like to take a closer look. One neat thing about the hockey hall of fame in Canada is for much of the year, you can go see the Stanley cup there when they open it up again. I don't think it's open now, but um, that's in the trophy hall, which is a little bit separate from the rest of the hall of fame. They have all the trophies there. They have, Con Smythe and all the other ones, and they and the Stanley Cup has its own sort of spot. It does travel around more than the other trophies for sure. But uh, one of these years, I'm going to go up there and try to take a closer look. And by the way, that is a really neat Hall of Fame. It's more interactive than any other Hall of Fame, and it's right there in downtown Toronto. Yeah, I remember you saying how great it was. You know, it's funny when I think about the Sharks when they went to the final a few years ago, and I was at the tank, and I saw those those guys carrying the the big box with the white gloves with the cup in it, and they're very serious guys um but i thought it was funny too and i didn't even realize it that when uh, i guess it's the campbell trophy for winning the west the jinxes you're not supposed to touch it because that's not what you really want and it kind of reminded me of england as soon as they got their silver medals on uh, you know on saturday or sunday what it was they just immediately took them off a couple more questions for bruce marshall when we look at the postseason awards i mentioned the vezina to a flurry and you think about a guy that was exposed in a uh, expansion draft but how about Connor mcdavid sweeping the heart the art ross the ted Lindsay awards yeah and oh by the way phil pritchard that's the guy who t- goes around the cup mm-hmm. everywhere so that's that's the name I, I forgot i i can't argue with any mcdavid getting anything uh, because I think he still is the most breathtaking performer, and he's extremely productive. At some point, though, these things are going to start seeming a bit hollow for him mm-hmm. if the Oilers can't do a little bit in the playoffs. And, in fact, I don't believe they have won a playoff series since they beat the Sharks in, what, 2017, uh, Rick? Uh, I think that's the last one they won. Hmm. It's been one disappointment after another for them. And while, yes, McDavid is piling up these individual awards, which he deserves, but at some point for him, too, I think he's got to start wondering, you know, what the heck is going on here? You know, and, we, and, and last year, you know, Hart, I mean, Dreisaitl won what the Hart Trophy last year. So you've got two reigning MVPs last two years in the league, and you've got a team that can't, get out of the first round of the playoffs. I mean, uh, if they even make it in. So I think at some point soon, that's going to be, start becoming a bigger narrative with McDavid. His team's not doing it. And uh, whether what that portends for the future, I don't know. But I'm thinking the longer this goes, or Edmonton, it, it's a little bit of a Mike Trout thing. Um, yeah. You know, how long can you keep being the greatest player in baseball and your team never wins anything? Uh we're going to get to that point pretty soon with uh, McDavid unless the uh, Oilers start to do something. A couple more questions for Bruce Marshall of the uh, Gold Sheet. Speaking of disappointment, and, and in a weird, uh, everything was weird this year, but you had the, the uh, Golden Knights playing the uh, the Canadians. 
I mean, to me, that must have been, uh, you know, a huge crushing disappointment for that franchise because, you know, on paper, outside of Carey Price, but, I mean, still you had the Vezina winner. It looked like Vegas should have won that series, and the Habs were red hot. But still, what, what do you think, the, the, as the dust settles, Vegas is going to do now? It's a good question, Rick, and I know, uh, although the most annoying fan base in the NFL and the NHL, as I like to call them, they were completely convinced this was going to be a sweep, and not just a sweep. I mean, like a 6 7 nothing sort of every game sweep. And to have them get jeweled into reality by the Canadians was almost kind of nice to see, really. Um, but knowing Bill Foley and uh, knowing the owner and – I think he realizes there's still the, the window is still open for the Golden Knights, but it's going to start to close pretty soon. Um, he is not the most patient guy, and we saw what he did to Gerard Gallant. As soon as he decided that Gallant is not the guy, uh, he made the switch, and he brought in Pete DeBoer. Uh, now DeBoer's on the clock, because I think he's very disappointed with what happened. Um, they, they keep trying to reinvent this roster or to make sort of a fantasy team out of it, what they've done. They've never quite, I thought, recaptured that spirit um, and the, the, the chemistry that that expansion team had, which was something extraordinary. And there's still a lot of core guys from the expansion year who remain the core guys on the team. But uh, I think their window is starting to close. And I'd be very, very interested to see what they're going to do. They're, they're spending a lot of money on two goalies. Something tells me they might opt for Leonard as their guy going forward. I think that would be a mistake. I think Fleury lifts all boats around him, and he's a very inspirational player. I don't get that feeling about Leonard, though he's a very good goalie. So, uh, you know, they're not – Bill Foley won't sit idly by. They're going to make some moves, and I think he knows it's got to happen in the next year or two for this core. It's going to – it's going to – the chance is going to you know disappear for several years. Last hockey question for you. Pekka Rinne announced his retirement today, and you could argue the, the greatest Finnish keeper of all time, but uh, obviously the greatest Preds keeper. He holds just about every single uh, record uh, for them. Um, and uh, that's, that's going to create a bit of a hole there. And uh, what do you think about Rinne calling it quits? I think it was about time. I think he knew he was going to get exposed here in the draft to Seattle. And I don't think Seattle would have taken him because mm-hmm. they knew this might've been coming, but mm-hmm. there's sort of this last season sort of confirmed there was a transition in goal that UC Soros is now number one there. And I think Rene just, you know, and by him, he's had a great career and he didn't, he could have hung around another couple of years to back up maybe in Nashville. He probably could have gone somewhere else and somebody would have used him, but he just didn't want to have that sort of a role. It, I mean, he was a real warrior to workhorse for a long time. That's a lot of, minutes and a lot of games in goal so i don't begrudge him he was a great goalie you know they're forever disappointed in 2017 they didn't win the cup in nashville they still think they should have but uh he came closer than most goalies he's great i don't like begrudge him at all it's it's solace is the guy now in nashville anyway so practically it's not going to impact the predators too much except maybe from a spiritual point of view because uh, uh rainy's presence might be hard to replace yeah, he represented Smashville in a couple different little eras they had there. All right, finally, with the uh, the gold sheet, uh, we got uh, the NBA Finals. Uh, what else? Baseball? What else is going on? Yeah, NBA keeps going. I mean, if, if they take this thing all the way, it'll go to J- July 22nd, and preseason football starts in a couple weeks. So it just keeps going. But, yeah, we're, we're still writing up the games in gold sheet. Basketball, every day there's a playoff game. 
Bucks Suns will write it up. And uh, we got picks every day in uh, now just uh, baseball and NBA until football starts, which isn't too far away. Goldsheet.com, my picks there. They're also at Vegas Insider and DonBest.com. Actually, I want to get a, I, have, I want to sneak in one more question here, Bruce. Do you yeah. think that Tampa Bay quote unquote cheated with the whole uh, now I'm healthy, but you're going over the salary cap and they go, hey, it's okay, that whole thing? <laughs> well, I just <laughs> it's just they they found a loophole in the rules. I'll put it like that. So uh, it was legal. So there you go. All right, good stuff from Bruce Marshall. And uh, Bruce, uh, thanks for your coverage uh, all season, and look forward to having you on again, my man. Yeah, next season. Look forward to it. Thanks, Ricky. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Pay for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get 
the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800 493 6118. 800 493 6118. That's 800 wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Wow, that's uh, another thing that's very, very weird to tell you about. Um, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. The British Open. <clears throat> Are you into it? Or just the Open, as they call it over there. The complete field, the schedule is set. For round one at Royal St. George's. This is the 149th Open for the British Open. Uh, tea games, or as we would say, tea times. Isn't it funny that they say tea games? Uh, <laughs> it sounds like we're going to do a little from twos. They're like, did, well, did, did Kepka and DeChambeau get in the same room? No, sorry. By the way, if you want to watch Kepka, Jason Co-crack, Cockrick, Co-crack, and Garrick Higo, they're going to tee off that group at 3.03 a.m. Eastern, so just after midnight here. Then it will be Spieth, DeChambeau, and Brandon Grace, uh, Shane Lowry, John Rahm, Oosthausen, DJ, Zalatoris, Justin Rose, Xander Schoifala, Robert McIntyre, Ricky Fowler, Tittlevet, Justin Thomas, Tommy Fleetwood, Adam Scott, great actor, punchable face. Uh, and then Rory McElroy, Patrick Reed, and uh, Cameron Smith. So there's not a probably mega supernova group in there. But um, if you look at Lowry, Rom, Oosthausen, there are two reigning champions in there which is uh, not too shabby. And, of course, those are just some of the more notable ones. There are going to be a lot of groups. I mean, like the one, like I, I just like, like at 1.57 a.m., Mike Lorenzo Vera, Gonzalo Fernandez Castano, and Abal Gallegos. Now, while I look at those names and I think who cares, the, one of those guys will win it now. But I saw the name Ernie Els. Isn't he like my age? Ernie Els is still on the regular tour. Who knew? Uh, we got another hour together, so come on back, y'all.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Inflation continues to haunt the American economy. The consumer price index for used cars, trucks, and food continue to skyrocket. Gasoline is up another 2.5% over the last 30 days. Money mind Steve Forbes on Fox Business says financial disaster is looming. The Fed, I think, is realizing bad things are coming and they're trying to find desperate ways to stem the leaks in the dam. But with all those spending bills coming through, if they go through, watch out. The dam will break. The chain consumer price index for all urban consumers increased 5.3% over the last year. Texas Governor Greg Abbott criticized state Democrats who ran away Monday in an effort to block the GOP's election integrity bill. Abbott says the missing lawmakers could be arrested upon their return to the state. He said members of the Texas House of Representatives who are still in state can call for the arrest of their colleagues who do not show up to vote. USA Radio News. Ashley Katana is the public policy manager at Facebook, and she is here with us to share some information on the COVID-19 vaccine. Ashley, can you share with us this unique program that started in California? In April, we launched a program to support pop-up vaccine clinics in low-income and underserved communities around California. Today, we're sharing that we've expanded that program to Austin, Boston, Chicago, New York, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. It's really important for us to support the communities near our offices, and this is one way we can do that. As of right now, where does this endeavor originate from? Near our headquarters in Menlo Park, we're also teaming with local nonprofits to operate a mobile vaccination truck. Each Friday and Sunday, the truck will park at nearby schools and community spaces. Ashley, thank you so much for all this great information and this great service you're providing. Could you please tell us where we can go for more information? Check out www.about.sc.com slash news for all the details. College sports is a multi-billion dollar industry, so why not pay the athletes that earn the institutions big money? Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau explains. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf signs legislation to allow college athletes in his state to begin earning money based on their name, image, and likeness which is commonly referred to as NIL. The Democrat governor telling reporters this was the right thing to do. We appreciate the fact that Pennsylvania has enacted a law that gives student athletes the ability to earn compensation based on their NIL. This will be beneficial to student athletes as well as the institutions that they attend. Under Pennsylvania's law, schools and athletic leagues cannot sanction college athletes for being paid royalties for sales of team jerseys, college team video games, or college team trading cards. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thank you for listening. We are USA Radio News. Look, bud, I said your money or your life. I'm thinking it over. <laughs> the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> yeah. The new Edgar Bergenauer with Charlie McCarthy. Now, if you help me, I'll mow you down. Three hours a day, seven days a week of the greatest radio shows of all time. Classic radio theater, available on many of these radio stations or available on demand anytime at any podcast app by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. President Biden is starting to recognize the spike in violent crime across America. We know there are some things that work, and uh, the first of those that works is stemming the flow of firearms used to commit violent crimes. Our strategy provides uh, including funding for law enforcement through the American Rescue Plan for states, cities, and to be able to hire police and pay them overtime in order to advance community policing. Congressman James Comer, the Kentucky Republican, tells Fox News the proposals by the president is not going to be enough to win against violent crime. 
No, this has been an issue that's uh, plagued all of the Democrat Party over the last 12 months. This is an issue that uh, I think Americans are outraged by. Crime is on the rise. Uh, the Democrats have had the absolute wrong uh, position with respect to law enforcement. And we're seeing the consequences of that in the areas where they have called for defunding the police. These are the areas where we've seen a massive increase in crime. So now Joe Biden's finally uh, getting the memo. He's trying to lead his party, but uh, his party's in every direction on this issue. I hope that our country can realize that we have to have law enforcement to combat crime. We need to respect law enforcement. And obviously, we need to fund our law enforcement. The Stanley Cup will unfortunately be leaving Tampa Bay for a few days. In a bit of humor, the Stanley Cup will be traveling to Montreal for repairs. There's no word on how the cup became damaged. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you so much, and uh, welcome back to the show. You know, Rob Manfred was talking the other day, and he said, I don't think seven-inning doubleheaders are going to be a part of our future going forward, which I'm all for. I mean, look, 18 innings of baseball is excruciating, but that's what you're paying for. Seven innings just, it doesn't, it feels like a softball game. Is it over quicker? Yes. Is it less excruciating? Yes. Is it less entertaining? Yes. Do you get as much baseball for your money? No, you don't. Manfred also said that they might get rid of the guy who's on second base to start the extra frame. And I'm all for that, too. That one doesn't bother me as much because once you get to nine innings, I feel like I have had my fill. (laughs) I have had my fill of some baseballs at that point. Baseballs and bats and such things. But still, uh, pretty unreal that, uh, you know, you think about, well, these COVID things, they're going to stick around forever. Are they? Are they really? It wouldn't bug me. I wouldn't cry myself to sleep if they kept seven inning doubleheaders. 
I mean, I've I've worked doubleheaders. I know how long they are, and I've worked single games that have felt like doubleheaders because they've gone 16, 17, 18 innings. But that's the beauty of this game. The game might be two hours. The game might be four and a half hours. You just don't know, which scares TV people. And I worked in live baseball, big league TV for a decade, and it scares people. How do we know when it's when the game's going to end? We don't. What? Where's the clock? There isn't any. What? All right, we have another hour together. 1-800-878-PLAY. Uh, free segment on the other side. After that, we'll have a little Shark Week. We're going to have about a show called Mother Sharker. I'm not making that up. Shut your mouth, you ugly mother sharker. Have fun with that, FCC. And then Kate Petra, Kate Petricelli, Susan Petricelli wrote a book called Raised a Warrior. It could be about uh, Riley Curry, too. All right, uh, Twitter is at Rick Tittle. Big shout out to AFN. Come on back. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. If you're like many entrepreneurs, you have a business idea and you're ready to run with it. But be careful not to let your concept snowball into something overcomplicated. Try to start small and narrow your focus. Learn how to test your business idea so that it fulfills your promise to customers and exceeds expectations. And cut unnecessary features that water down your offerings and cost you money. As a small business, you don't need all the bells and whistles of a giant corporation. It'll be easier to add to your business as it grows. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all-natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navage.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. 
Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. Welcome back to the show, Rick Tittle with you. That's me, you're you. Uh, and uh, we have another hour together if you'd like to chime in. This is the segment to do it. 1-800-878-PLAY. Breaking news. It just broke from London. At least two Wimbledon matches are now under investigation for being fixed. This is according to Die Weit, which is a German newspaper. Wimbledon, the all-England lawn and tennis club, has been beyond reproach until now. What happened? Well, there was an investigation launched because of some very specific and suspicious bets that took place during the early part of the tournament. According to the report, the first suspicious match was in men's doubles in the first round. And there were very large bets placed against a favored duo at, quote, irregular times. The pair ended up winning the first set, and that increased the odds that they would be defeated. But then the tandem ended up losing the next three sets. So let's get that straight. They won the first one, and then the odds went up that they would get defeated because, hey, they won a set. And then once those odds went up, people put huge bets on them, and then they lost all three. Is that anything out of the ordinary? No, it happens all the time. It's just that the betting that makes it look funny. A second match, and this is probably by Divite is involved, is a German player in a singles match. After the second set, there were extremely high bets that were placed on what the third set bet and prop surrounding the number of service games, the exact score. And those all bets came to fruition. Interesting. I don't think I would, I didn't even know they had, I mean, you can, actually, I shouldn't be surprised because you can bet on anything. But I don't even know you could bet on how many points. But the, something I never heard of until now, It is the International Tennis Integrity Agency. (laughs) All right. They have not released any information surrounding these masks uh, fixing investigations. But they did say this year alone in world tennis, that would be January till now, they have received, has the ITIA. They've had now 34 different reports of strange matches. Now, you might remember that, um, what was the runner? Uh, Yana Siziskova, is that who it was? That was at Roland Garros last year when he actually got arrested <laughs> because apparently Siziskova 
uh, did fix something. And I was thinking, who's betting on doubles anyway? It's weird. But Savitska was a guy who was a singles and doubles player in Paris last year. And he uh, was connected to an organized gang uh, and uh, the bookmakers had, and that's the thing is these bookmakers will make the alerts themselves. And the thing that said, and it's just, you got to know how to, you know, remember in Goodfellas after the, the, the highest of Lufthansa at Idlewild airport, now JFK, don't buy anything big. <laughs> remember? And uh, you had guys showing up. Uh, with fur coats and, uh, you know, take it off, take it, Robert De Niro, take it off, take it off, take it back. What are you doing with that car? Take it back, take it back. What did I say? What did I say? And so with Savitska, he was on a break serve at 2-2 in the second set, and then hundreds of thousands of euros came in that he would double fault and he did twice in a row. First of all, you're doing on-the-spot betting for the next serve. I didn't even know you can do that. But hundreds and hundreds of thousands of euros, he's going to double fault. Oops, I did. And then he did it twice, which was probably the kind of thing like, make sure you double fault or we'll break your kneecaps. And then he double faults and he's like, Maybe I did it too early. I better double fault again just to make sure. Uh, and then in his uh, doubles match, uh, he was arrested um, after leaving a massage session. And uh, this is a guy who could face up to uh, five years in uh, prison, by the way. And um, I thought it was funny that at the time his French lawyer said that uh, Savitskova was just extremely shocked and couldn't believe that being treated like a criminal and innocent and and is a victim. and Well, the French police that opened the case that specializes in betting fraud and match-fixing cases, um, apparently that they had noticed the same player uh, in Belgium. And that's the thing, too. I mean, if you think about it, all the time that these bets are going on, somebody might look to make a little buck. And by the way, Matteo Berrettini, when he was in the final against Djokovic, and, and I was talking about this yesterday, Wimbledon was almost an afterthought. And in the end, in Italy had a great Sunday, even though their individual lost to the Joker. But it was his first glam, uh, Grand Slam uh, final and if you think about when was there ever a good Italian tennis player, I asked myself. And the answer was never. I couldn't think of one damn Italian tennis player that was worth anything. And I'm going through these Italian names, and I'm like, no, that's an Argentine, that's an Argentine. No, not him, not him. And then so I looked. The last time... There was a Grand Slam winner from Italy. It was the bicentennial Adriano Panata won the French Open in 1976. I've never heard of him. I don't remember that. But, of course, Djokovic, um, the guy who said, Coven doesn't exist in Serbia, let's have a party. And then they all got it, and he goes, I was wrong. 
it's basically now they're just saying like, well, maybe we can't go back to school in the fall. Maybe we'll have to wear masks. You know why? Because people won't get vaxxed. That's the only reason. That's the only reason we got to go through all this again, probably. But anyway, 20 now career singles titles in the Grand Slams, tying him with uh, Federer uh, and uh, Nadal. But I, what I thought was interesting was that um, a lot of people were taking Berrettini uh, in this match. And look, I'm not the tennis expert here, but there's no way I'm taking a 25-year-old Italian guy in his first Grand Slam title against Novak Djokovic. If it was against anybody else, maybe I would lift my ears a little bit. You know, he's playing Marty Fish. All right, tell me more. Djokovic? Look, he's he's capable of winning, but yeah, there's no way. <laughs> it's like, and if you had to ask the country of Italy, which would you rather have, the Wimbledon title or the European Championship? I, I, I think we know the answer to that one. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk a little Shark Week. Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. 
Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759-Again, that's 800-449-1759. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Right. Well, I have to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth. Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on AFN. And uh, who doesn't love Shark Week? You're not a red-blooded American or earthling if you don't love Shark Week on Discovery and Discovery Plus streaming along. And with that in mind, it's our pleasure to uh, welcome one of the stars of Shark Week. It is Dr. James Sulakowski. He is in the show Mother Sharker, which airs tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern and Pacific on Discovery and streaming on Discovery+. Plus. Doctor, welcome to the show. Mother Sharker is not something you yell at somebody. This is, uh, this is a real thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing, actually. It shows uh, really incredible. I think people are going to be blown away. This has you putting a in utero tag into a pregnant tiger shark. Can you break that down for the layman, please? Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. So first we have to see if she's pregnant, right? And that takes uh, an ultrasound uh, in order to do that. And once she's pregnant, then we go to the next step because we really want to know where she gives birth. And that next step is this intrauterine tag, this birth tag, and that goes into uh, her uterus. It looks like an egg. It's small, it's inert, and uh, it's non-lethal, non-invasive, and it just sort of sits in there uh, with her babies until they're ready to pop out. They pop out, and this tag pops out, floats to the surface, and starts transmitting a location. So it's pretty amazing. Now, I'm a actually a huge uh, Arizona State fan, and I know that's where you're a marine biologist and a, a professor down there at the, uh, I mean, it's the conservation lab is basically named after you, the Sulikowski Shark and Fish Conservation Lab. Um, yeah. But the other thing is, you know, outside of Lake Havasu, you you, you got to get on a plane to see sharks, right? <laughs> we Actually, you know what, man? We're doing a lot of work in Sea Cortez. Uh, we've got some great Mexican uh, scientists 
that we're dealing with and working with, and they're amazing. And so, yeah, it's, it's in our backyard. So that's a big spot for us uh, right now, which is a three-hour drive. But you're right. Most of the places we go to are, we call them expeditions. So New England, Caribbean, you know, the Bahamas, places like that. Now, of course, this is all in the name of, uh, of research, too. So what is it, what have you been finding out when, because a lot of people say, you know, because David Spade always has the joke, cancer's over here waving, hey, scientists, what about me? So what are you, yeah. what are you learning about when you're doing these in utero tags? So it's pretty amazing that a lot of what we know about sharks is that we don't know a lot about sharks. So every time we do something, we learn more. And what we're finding is that because of climate change and habitats are changing and that you've got urbanization, uh, a lot of these times sharks are interacting with, with people. Um, and we want to know how this is changing, right? So we can help protect the sharks and give them the habitat that they need, right, to be the, the great protectors of our oceans, but also allow people to sort of uh, feel safe in the water as well. So it's, a, it's sort of like a continuum or circle. By the way, I know that one of the uh, your fellow doctors in this show is Dr. Neil Hammerschlag. You guys call him Hammerhead, don't you? The Hammer, he's great. Neil's one of my best friends, great collaborator. Um, you know, and that's what this deal is all about. you got to be able to collaborate, come up with the new ideas. And, uh, you know, it's about taking risks. It's about having lots of failures, but uh, loving the success. Now, I wouldn't imagine a shark's going to put its fins up in the stirrups and let you have at them. So how do you go about doing this precarious uh, procedure? Oh, man, it's tough, right? So you've got you to catch the sharks, which is, uh, I mean, they're strong. You're talking about, you know, a 12-plus-foot uh, animal, mm. and they're all muscle. So we got to get them to the boat, and we got to get them to the boat um, without endangering them or people. So it's a struggle. And then once they're at the boat, we have to, you know, calm them down. We do this thing called tonic immobility where we roll them over, kind of put them to sleep. Uh, and that allows us to work on them, right? Uh, and that's when we, go to, we do our thing. We get the ultrasound. We get the birth tag in. We flip her over. We put a satellite tag on her. And then we let her go with a bunch of new jewelry. A <laughs> couple more questions here for Dr. James Sulikowski, mother sharker tonight on Discovery and Discovery Plus. Why is it? A mystery where sharks give birth because normally you just think, well, they're swimming and the baby pops out. Why is it about sharks that makes it mysterious? Yeah, you know, a lot of sharks are highly mobile, so they move around, right? And so do their babies. People don't often think about sharks as moms, right? And then, and they also don't think about sharks as moms finding nursery kind of areas that these babies can grow up. But when you think about, you know, what has to be in a nursery, food, you know, not very many predators, um, a great place for them. Um, those things change, right? And if a mom gives birth in a certain area, you know, and its climate is affecting it, then it could be a different area uh, in the future. We need to know these things. But the most important thing is this, right, is that these babies can move. So if the spot is this great location, this nursery, they may travel hundreds of miles from that. So we have to know where those areas are as well. It's amazing. And here's a naive question for you, but is it one big shark baby or is it a school of like, you know, a hundred babies? Oh man, depends on the species, man. Sharks are complicated. Tiger sharks, you know, can have upwards of 80 uh, babies uh, at a time. So it's usually about 40 on average, but think about that. That's a lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. That's why you got to find a safe space. 
Wow. Um, what is it, uh, you know, with all your dealings with it, and, you know, I'm in my 50s, so I grew up with the original uh, Jaws. What drew you to the, 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 the your fascination with sharks to make it your lifetime pursuit? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it, it our work is really, it spans a lot of different disciplines, physiology, you know, ecology. But we work with industry partners, and we work with um, a lot of different groups, and it's about collaboration. Right, and allowing sharks to live in the ocean, but also allowing human beings to interact with those sharks as well. And I think that's the fascination and the importance of it all. You know, how do we coexist? Here's another naive question for you, but how long were, because sometimes you'll, you'll go to a museum and you see these like dinosaur bones and, and then you'll see it with sharks. So how much did the sharks overlap, like, you know, the, the, the millions of years before humans? And, uh, I mean, how long have they been around longer than people? Man, let me tell you what. Sharks predate us, predate us by hundreds of millions of years. Wow. They've been around literally forever, man. And they, um, they're incredible species that keep our oceans clean. We need them. They keep them clean. And they uh, all those dirty surfers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you know. Now they keep the, They eat dead. They're kind of lazy. They eat dead and dying uh, or, or weak um, species. You know, and it makes the rest of the population strong. So um, those are things that we want. What was your most hairiest moment? Your moment of peril with a shark? Oh man, let me tell you. Uh, in this shoot with Mother Sharker, we were doing a night dive, and imagine. You know, going down, you know there's 12, you know, plus foot sharks around you. But the only light you have is when the camera crew's got it on you. So when that's off of you, you see nothing, right? It's pitch black. I just see the ultrasound screen. And then it comes back on you. I look down, and there's like two or three giant tiger sharks in between my legs, one looking directly at me. So, yeah, that was one of those, oh, you know what, moments. You know, do you have to give your doctorate back when you do something as dumb as a night dive with, <laughs> with tiger sharks? You know, you, you, sometimes you feel like it, man. But listen, that's how you push science ahead. You know, you got to take risks, and sometimes you got to lose a limb. You know. <laughs> you say that now, um, but this is why you get it. This is how you get on TV too, because it's uh, daring do like that. Well, it's that, and you know, it's a it's it's great that the discovery is showcasing science. You know, and I think that's an important part of it. Look, part of what we do at Arizona State University is, is train the next generation of scientists, right? And that's a really important thing. And so we have to sometimes put ourselves out there to do that. And going to the Bahamas isn't that rough either, is it? No, you'd think, man. But every time I've gone, I've had crappy weather, uh. you know? Yeah, I know. It's not, the you know, sunshine and warm and no breeze. It's windy, crappy, rainy, maybe it's me, but, you know, got to do it. <laughs> Wherever he goes, he brings a hurricane with him. We have been speaking with Dr. James Sulikowski. He is the guy, and this is why he has this TV show, Mother Sharker. It's going to be tonight on Discovery at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, and, of course, streaming along on Discovery+. Plus. Do you ever get down to Mill Avenue or the Rusty Spur there in Old Scottsdale? I tell you what, Arizona's got so many amazing places. Yeah, I've been down there and love it. All right, good stuff. Doctor, thanks for coming on the show, man. All right, thanks for having me. All right, appreciate it. And uh, it's amazing. Arizona State, I don't know if people know this, they have the best broadcasting school in the nation. They win all the awards every year. And you might say Arizona State is just a bunch of L.A. girls getting drunk. Oh, there is that.
It's a bunch of surfer dudes from Orange County getting drunk. Oh, they have that. But if you've ever been, and I've been a visitor at the Walter Cronkite School of Broadcasting, which is actually in downtown Phoenix, that brand new building, it has the PBS station in it, an NBC affiliate, the Arizona Republic, the largest newspaper, the finest of all facilities. There's a reason why the Cronkite School blows away the Newhouse School or the Annenberg School or some of these other places because they do it all down there. Down there in the Valley of the Sun. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline. Auto Parts is here to keep your car on the road with the right parts, advice from our parts professionals, and our free loaner tool program. Your local store has more than 80 specialty tools available for your next repair. Refundable deposit required. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about our free loaner tool program or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. 
So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, the unicorn of cleaning. It doesn't really matter. I uh, I don't like my job and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right. Uh, I think a lot of weird stuff. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the globe on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to uh, welcome to the show now Susie Petricelli. She has a brand new book, which is out today from a Pablo publishing called Raised a Warrior, a memoir of soccer, grit, and leveling the playing field. Uh, Susie, thank you so much for being on the, uh, the show today. What was the, the, the genesis behind this book? Because obviously the timing seems very right right now. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is such a, such a thrill. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a, a former Bay area resident. Um, and my parents both went to Stanford. So, um, it's, uh, it's really so much fun to be on your show, but yeah, so the book is, was really started, uh, because I knew that my experience playing soccer at Harvard was a good sports story. Um, I grew up loving sports movies and sports stories and anything. I just, you know, anything on TV that was sports, um, you know, we, we watched it as a family. We sat around having popcorn and we went to Dodger games and Laker games and, um, we were, you know, we were just obsessed as a family with sports. And, um, you know, the book came out of me thinking that I could contribute a cool women's sports story um, to the genre of, of uh, sports literature. And um, and then as I grew up, and, you know, started to realize that um, there's, there's sort of a gap in, this, in the genre of sports uh, books and sports media um, around women's sports. It's an interesting thing, too, when you think about, I've always found, and, I, and I'm in my 50s, and there were some female athletes at that time, and it's not as much anymore, but at that time, that if they played aggressively, that it would somehow rob them of their femininity, and there was always this, this thin line between you don't want to be too aggressive or you're going like, to look butch. I mean, were those things, you know, were those things real for you? Oh, my God, Absolutely. Um, it's funny you say that because the film that I'm working on with Kelly Nascimento, who's Pele's daughter, um, the, one of the, one of the, uh, genesis of that story was because Kelly realized that the women in Brazil, the female players in Brazil were being presented as beauty, you know, beauty pageants. Um, you know, they were actually, um, this is not even that long ago. This is, you know, five to, you know, eight years ago 
where the women in Brazil on the national on the Brazilian women's national team were being told that they couldn't cut their hair, they had to wear certain clothes, they had to they had to look sexy um, in order to be picked for the team. Um, so you know it, it, it's you know it's it's really it's still pervasive, um, and you know it's it's regional too. What kind of um, limitations and stereotypes are placed on women? Um, but it's but yeah, there's there's uh, yeah, we're, we, you know, we're trying to um, look at, you know, how to change things for the better in um, in all these different places. Yeah, you remember President FIFA Sepp Blatter said the women should wear tighter shorts and show more legs. Exactly. Yeah, it's the it's the you know, and there's still it ties into this whole like for women's sports like pink it, you know, shrink it and pink it, like that whole attitude, mm-hmm. right? Right. So for you, I mean, when you, you think about, you know, and I played college sports too, and you think about what that team teamwork does and teaching you how to, how to win, teaching you how to lose, what was that sisterhood like for you with the Crimson? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so they were really, you know, my teammates um, inspired me like no one else. Um, when I got to Harvard, I had, to be honest, I thought, all right, you know, I, I had this amazing choice. I, I had a, I got to choose between Stanford and Harvard, which now looking back is pretty insane. Um, but when I got to Harvard, I sort of thought, okay, well, maybe I can kind of coast from here on out. Like, maybe I kind of made it. And then, you know, I'm, I'm with these girls that, like, like were so ambitious and were doing more than just, you know, had, had excelled in more than one just, uh, more than one, you know, Division One sport. They were also amazing, you know, concert pianists and concert, you know, they could, they were singing in acapella groups and they were playing second sports and at Harvard, um, you know, so they were just so inspiring. Um, and, you know, they, like, it was, it was the greatest experience. What would you say about when you're an, uh, an athlete, by the way, we're speaking with Susie Petrocelli, the new book, Raised a Warrior, out today from Apollo Publishing. The, the dichotomy that all young people go through, but especially for, you know, an Ivy League female athlete between who you should be and who you are? Yeah, well, you know, that's a really good question. I think about that a lot. I, you know, as girls, we, it's funny, because I also have an identical twin sister. Um, and so my identical twin sister, Katie, was very much, uh, you know, sort of the image of what people thought a little girl should be in Southern California at that time. She, you know, dressed um, with, you know, she always matched and she had, you know, little bows in her hair and she um, she took pride in, in um, sort of fitting into that, like, quote unquote, girly, um, you know, I guess, like, sense sensibility. Um, whereas I was total tomboy. I mean, I, you know, I run a, ran around with my brother. I was always dirty. I, you know, never brushed my hair. Um, so I always felt like I didn't fit into that, you know, who, who I was supposed to be, you know, who I should be. And my sister always did. Um, and so I, that was always very prevalent in my, in my sort of mindset growing up. Um, and then, you know, I, and later on, as I got older, I realized that, you know, it's so important for those of us who maybe, you know, don't fit into that, you know, sort of stereotypical, um, like image of what our, you know, let's say, 
you know, what people are expecting us to look like and be like. Um, it's so important for us now to stand up and be true to ourselves and live authentically because it makes it so much easier for young people today and everyone today to then stand up and be like, okay, I don't need to fit into that mold. I can really be myself. I don't have to be this, you know, in this binary world. I can, I can really be, um, show myself for who I am courageously. With all this introspection, how much do you still, though, how much do you still hate Yale? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I actually did hate them for a little while. I'll be honest, uh, <laughs> but um, but you know, you know, it's 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 not it's not about that anymore. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely celebrated like crazy every time we beat them. What does it mean for you now when you've seen? Because I, I remember when I was working in TV and uh, broadcasting the the '91 World Cup. Uh, from China, the first one, and the USA one, and of course in in ninety nine with uh, you know Brandy and the sports bra and all that, the and then of course the the next great eras that we've had, and now the whole thing with with equal pay, and you think about the men missing out on a World Cup cycle somehow in Concacaf, and the, the women were actually bringing in more revenue, so the U.S. Soccer Federation couldn't hide behind that anymore. What do you think about the the inroads that have been made just since you've been playing? Yeah, there have been a lot of inroads, but you know, you know, even just as as recently as you know, right before um, Carlos Cordero was asked was forced to step down, you know, there's still a very sexist mentality in U.S. soccer. Um, you know, they really do sadly think that um, until the men's team is successful, U.S. soccer won't really be successful. I actually do believe that, which is sad. I'm I'm usually pretty naive on this stuff, but it's it's blatantly obvious to me now. Um, which, you know, I mean, they, they, it's actually really disappointing. Um, they do need still to step up and, and realize that the women's team is leading us soccer and, um, and, and, you know, um, not only like respect them properly for that, um, but, but pay, pay them fairly for that. I, it was really nice to see Cindy Parlow go in because the thing about Cordero, I remember when Galati stepped down, which which he really had to, and I had Winalda on my show a few times, and I was kind of campaigning for him, and then they just go with Cordero, who admitted he had never seen a soccer game until he was 50 years old. And I'm like, yeah. how how can we have any pa- I mean, look, I know a businessman's got to do business, but how much passion can you have for a sport that you never saw until you were 50? Yeah, I know. I mean, Cordero is actually a, a Harvard guy, so I, uh, I, won't, I won't speak too harshly on him, except for, except that he, you know, it was just disappointing. I mean, he, he, he had an opportunity to really step up, and, um, you know, I, it's, you know, U.S. soccer is very frustrating, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm part of the women's um, leadership council there. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make some change from the inside as, as much as I can. But, but um, and they have, you know, since apologized for the sexist statements that they made. Um, but at the same time, they're still, you know, in court fighting the equal pay. So it's, it's you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully things will change in the next, you know, couple of years. Cindy Parlo, obviously, everybody's hoping because she was on the team, um, you know, she'll, and she understands what it's like to be on that side. Hopefully she'll start to make some real change. Last question for you. And I know this is multifaceted, but just in a nutshell, what do you want? people and and especially young women to get out of this book you know i really hope that um you know i well it's not just it's not just for girls and and, uh, soccer players but you know i think it's for parents i think actually one of the coolest things 
one of the coolest responses um, that I've been getting is from uh, dads of female athletes. Um, and, you know, they're really connecting to the story about me and my dad and how we bonded through sports. Um, and um, so, you know, I just, I feel like not only is it about, you know, having the courage to be your authentic self when it's so, so hard, um, and also, you know, speaking up and asking for help when you need it, um, that's something that I did not do well. That was a lesson I learned um, way too late. And, um, but, you know, it's also about not, um, like, realizing that we've been conditioned, girls have been conditioned to accept the status quo um, and accept things as common sense that, that are not common sense. You know, we've, we've sort of been conditioned to not ask for equality. Um, and we're, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're actually ridiculed for asking for equality. Um, so I think, I think that's the most important thing that needs to change. And I do think it's, I do think it's happening. Um, obviously, you know, with, with like what happened with the NCAA women's basketball tournament, these, these, you know, these athletes have their voice, they know their power. Um, and I think, so I, you know, I do think that's going to accelerate change. All right, everybody make sure to pick up the copy available today from Apollo Publishing. It's called Raised a Warrior, a memoir of soccer grit and leveling the playing field from our guest Susie Petricelli. And when you finish the film, uh, come on on. We'll talk about it. Oh, thank you. I would love to. Yeah, hopefully uh, this winter it'll be done. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-251-7460. That's 800-251-7460. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 
That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. When do broadcasters go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin? I remember how it all began. I used to sing dirty raps to my east side fans back then. I knew you couldn't stop this rap. No MC could rock like that. Don't ask Rick Tittle to bring it, because it already done got brought. All right, uh, a couple minutes left in the show. And uh, yesterday we had the uh, home run derby, obviously. And it was, you know, to me, single elimination is uh, better than some of the ways. I think you should just go one time. Go one time. As many as you get, that's it. You shouldn't keep going and keep going. Uh, but then again, it was uh, it was entertaining. Uh, the thing that sucked for me was that uh, Trey Mancini went crazy. Be careful what you wish for, right? Because I thought, oh, Matt Olson against Trey Mancini, that guy's not a home run hitter. But he had a pitcher who, as soon as he threw a pitch, he was throwing another one. I guess it was his old college coach. Just boom, 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 boom. Matt Olson had a pitcher who was giving him traditional home run derby without a clock pitches. He would pitch, he would get set. He would pitch, he would get set. And Matt Olson missed by one, 24 to 23. If the guy would have just went boom, 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 he would have had 10 more home runs easily. I firmly believe that. So it was frustrating, and I turned it off after that. (laughs) Because I already saw 50 home runs, and I didn't need to see the rest. I found out later, though that there were some great moments and Otani not making it through, uh, Juan Soto. I mean, I looked later because I was bitter. But there's the, um, I almost called him the panda, the polar bear, uh, Pete Alonso once again. And if you think about COVID, he's had the title now for three years. But um, eh, it's fun. And I think what's interesting, too, is hearing the announcers saying that Shoei Otani had the best left-handed swing they've ever seen. Uh, I think that goes to Ted Williams because I remember when Will Clark came up, they're like, oh, he's got a Ted Williams-like swing. There are people who say that Ken Griffey Jr. Can we let Shoei Otani do this for a decade before we start saying he has the best left-handed swing? Because even if he does it for a decade, it's still not better than Ted Williams. 
unless Shohei Otani wants to hit 406, then we can start talking about that. Look, he's great. You don't <laughs> you don't need uh, to compare him. All right, uh, thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow on the show, David Hasselhoff's daughter and she has a name, Rick Haley, and uh, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla, yeah, how about that, Adam Carolla? I'm Rick Tittle. See you tomorrow at 9 a.m. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.